0: This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash BE. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.
1: galaxy so down.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to our summer of coaching season. We are in between seasons right now, preparing for great guests and content for season three. And as many of you know, I'm in the middle of taking some amazing coaching classes and have met a whole new community of individuals that have really inspired me taught me supported me in my own journey and I thought wouldn't it be great to bring some of these stories and voices onto the pod and sure enough when I put out the ask and the invite many people responded and I'm so excited to introduce this group of individuals who were willing to come on and share their own coaching journey their stories sort of the what why and how of coaching for them Um, And this first episode is with Coach Alex Ray. He is really a coach who focuses on confidence and works particularly with the LGBTQIA plus community on their own journeys towards confidence. And he defines confidence as the ability to create our own calm in any circumstances. And I love this. Um, It really resonated with me. And it's this idea that we... We don't create calm through disconnection. We create calm actually by the exact opposite, which is to connect with those emotions, even the most uncomfortable of those emotions, and really learn to sit with and notice those emotions. And hopefully that's also resonating with folks who are listening, because I think that's something that we actually talk about a lot on this podcast. I've never thought of it in the context of confidence, which was a new perspective for me and so I'm going to add that sort of to my the entourage of, of sort of notions around that idea of connecting with our emotions. but really sitting in that discomfort and being okay in that discomfort it really does make sense that that is part of our confidence. And so I know that you're going to enjoy the conversation we did. Um, we had lots of laughs and, and, and good, good time, I think, on this, on this episode. So please sit back and enjoy my conversation with Coach Alex Ray. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. It's the, I guess, the summer edition, because we've never really done a summer before. So as I mentioned in one of our concluding podcasts from season two, I was going to do a summer of coaching with some amazing people that I met um, through my own coaching journey this past spring and into the summer. And I am so, so excited to have Coach Alex Ray on with us today. Hello, Alex.
3: Hello, Carrie. Thank you for having me.
2: Of course, of course. I literally met Alex in our first class back in February, and I don't know if he feels this way, but I immediately felt a connection. So it's it's so awesome to to have you on today. So thank you for that.
3: (laughs) Thank you. And same here. I was like... I don't know who this is, but <laughs> I want to be her friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's, it's very cool to feel like you're meeting your people at all unexpected yeah. places. So so just to give a little intro, Coach Alex used to be extremely insecure, his words, not mine. Um, and after hitting rock bottom with his depression in 2017, he went on a search to find out what made people confident. Oh, I love that. We could all use more of that, Alex. Um, after taking several years to work on his own confidence, he now helps others in the LGBTQIA community. I'm telling you that those letters keep getting longer and longer, Alex, like I love the inclusivity. So (laughs) to help those in in that community become confident through his proven process. And we're going to hopefully hear more about that proven process, not give it all away because you got to make an appointment with Coach Alex to to hear more (laughs) about it. But maybe he'll give us a, a little Few, a few breadcrumbs. So um, so again, welcome, oh. Alex. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Of course, of course. So we have a set of questions that I've shared with with Alex, but who knows where our journey will take us. And I think in the true coaching spirit, Alex will just sort of follow the breadcrumbs today, if that's okay with you. So...
1: Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Let's
2: do it. Yeah. So I'm really curious, Alex, we're still getting to know each other. And I don't know that we've talked about this yet. So I'm wondering what was your first experience with coaching, whether it was formal or informal?
3: Mm. Okay. So my actual first, I didn't remember it until, <laughs> um, like only a couple years ago. So my dad, when I was I don't know how long ago. It probably is about 10 years ago now. Okay. My dad had gotten a, a life coach for a very short time that like helped people with ADD mm. uh, or ADHD, like, or organize their life. Mm-hmm. And um, I, but I had totally forgotten that was a thing that <laughs> <it> existed <laughs> when I started learning about coaching and everything. And it really wasn't only until like a year or two ago that I was like, wait a minute. I have heard of life coaching <laughs> a long time ago.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny yeah. how it takes a while to, to make those connections sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Definitely. Um. So, you know, whether it's that experience or currently, what does coaching mean to you? I mean, the, my audience is, is familiar with coaching. Cause I've been talking about it and we had some guests on, but I'm not sure unless you're like in this sphere, Alex, that everybody really understands with coaching. And, and I'm going to be really honest. I think sometimes when people hear coach, they get, you get the eye roll, right? Like what yeah. is it you do? So, so what's it mean to you? And what do you think about when, when you think of that word coaching?
3: I love it. Can yeah. I tell a little story? Yes,
2: please, those. please. Okay. We love stories. Definitely. <laughs>
3: Um, good. Cause I love telling stories. So, awesome. um, true stories. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes, yes.
3: <laughs> so, uh, about four years ago, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, no, sorry. More than that. Um, I think it was at the beginning of 2017 or okay. end of 2016 when I started thinking about who I wanted to be like in the future and what I wanted to be known as. Mm. And, um, I had just recently found, I was having a pretty great, um, fitness transformation mm-hmm. and I had just found this supplement company and they were looking for reps and I was like, maybe I could do this. And I was, I had been off Instagram and so, and not really using social media much for, the years prior, other than Snapchat, I used to like post on my drunk Alex stories <laughs> on Snapchat. Awesome. I would wake up the next day and be like, "Who that was a bad decision. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but as part of like getting into the program, we had to have an active Instagram. So I get back on and I was like, well, I kind of want to change my username to be something that's something that, that really represents me and who I am. Mm. um longer term and I thought who do I really want to be um known for and what is it I want my legacy to be and I was I thought you know I really I've always since I was a kid felt this strong call to help people live better somehow and Mm. through like the mental side not Mm -hmm. necessarily um the physical like training which is what I ended up getting into then but Mm -hmm. Um I thought, who is that? Is like speaker, but like more than a speaker. And I was like, what about a coach? Mm. I think a coach kind of represents that. A coach could be someone that public speaks, but they could also be someone that like is just using various platforms. It doesn't put me into a bucket. I or uh yeah, like a bucket. I could mm-hmm. I could do a lot of things with this. And I sure I think maybe coach is the word that captures someone who helps other people mm. maximize their own life mm-hmm. in some way. Mm. So I changed my username to Coach Alex Ray. And I was like, there we go. That's my, <laughs> that's my thing now. <laughs> yeah. And I felt so much imposter syndrome about it. Aww. So the next morning when I went into my CrossFit class, my coach goes in front of the whole class. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, Coach Alex Ray, huh? <laughs> what are you the coach of anyway? And I was mortified. I was so Aww. upset. And mm-hmm. it took me an entire year of constantly questioning that. But I'm so glad that I stuck with it because that was really the start of me really um, owning who I want to be and not letting identity be something that other people tell me who I get to be, but mm. rather me deciding, you know, who is it that I want to be? Who do I feel really strongly? Um, Mm-hmm. called to show up as in this mm-hmm.
2: lifetime. I love that I love that I was just listening to a podcast the other day <clears throat> it was a different topic but the point that the guest was making was how important it is to name things mm. and so I love that like I feel like we do that like whether it's owning that name coach Alex Ray or owning that I'm gonna train for this thing or I'm gonna oh. take on this program like just that that step of naming that moment for you seems like it was super powerful.
3: It was terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Of <laughs> but course. Powerful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Of course. Well, it's it's never worth it if it's not terrifying, right? For exactly. sure. So and I also appreciate, and of course, none of this is my own thought. So I'm I'm borrowing from other people. Um, I also really appreciate that I and I really believe this, that I feel like, you know, you're teaching and guiding what you also need in your own life, right? Like the universe is, the universe is telling you something, Alex. So I love, I love that you're, you're sort of, you know, carrying on what you're learning yourself as you go. So it's really wonderful. So,
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so I wanted to ask you the next question was about journey, and you've kind of started us on that that path. so I sort of want to pick that up a little bit. So I think you had mentioned to me in class at one point that you started in sort of the health area with coaching. and so I'd love to hear a little bit more about what was the switch, what was the shift because you've clearly moved out of that to focus on sort of a specific community as well as the confidence piece. so how did you what was going on to make that shift for you?
3: So I really needed to have my own journey mm. and I'm so glad that, um, that I did. I needed, <laughs> I needed to have that before this, even though, like I said, I, I can think back to, I, I was about 13 when I thought, I think I'm going to be a, I think I'm going to do public speaking cause I mm. want to help people wow. like, live their life better somehow. <laughs> yeah. But of course, public speakers in a thirteen-year-old's mind don't get paid. <laughs> so I thought I'll just have to find another career, and this will be the fun thing that I get to do on the side. Yeah. Um. So, like, like we we're talking about in 2017, I started doing um, nutrition coaching mm-hmm. and fitness coaching, and I got like certified as a um, personal trainer and then as a fitness nutrition specialist. Mm-hmm. And um, I did online training, and then in 2019, I think that's mm-hmm. when I started doing instructing group classes in person at a local gym here. And I also became a spin instructor. Oh a my goodness! At a local spin <laughs> place. Yeah. So I really dove all into the fitness side, and I had fun with it because I, like I said, I had had a big transformation, and the reason that I got into working out in the first place was because I thought if I change my body, Mm. if I put on specifically, if I put on muscle, then I will get over my insecurity. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be confident. And it's definitely my body that makes me feel. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't be anything else. Yeah. So, um, I, I ended up actually like growing the online business. We started partnering with a nonprofit. Well, not started, we did partner with mm-hmm. a nonprofit. And I say we because I, I hired some um, other fitness coaches to work with me on that program. I ran it. I, they get this nonprofit kind of gave me the skeleton. Here's what we want. I created it, led mm-hmm. it for a year, and then mm-hmm. trained other coaches to do that. And um, also my business, Brave Fitness, um, with me. And then in 2020, when the the pandemic hit, I had been, for like the four or five months leading up to that, I had been listening to a life coaching podcast called The Life Coach School, mm-hmm. and a friend had turned me on to that, and I was applying those things in my fitness coaching, and I had been applying life coaching within fitness because I truly believe no one can really actually have a great consistent transformation physically if their mind is not on board right like all of the answers are out there Mm -hmm. the problem is not (laughs) you do not have an idea of what to eat or what to do like I promise you don't let yourself believe that That that's not the problem the problem is like our our mind doesn't want us to change. Mm. It really likes to stay in the familiar, even mm. if the familiar is really uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, So I had already seen the power of applying life coaching for, I think I started applying it in like 2018, 2019. And then
1: mm-hmm.
3: I was like, I need to offer these two separately now that mm. everyone is in panic mode with the pandemic. So let's do that. Um. And then I was like, no, this is what I've wanted to do. This is the thing that I imagined when I was a kid. I'm doing it now. It looks a little different than I thought. I'm not on a stage speaking to thousands of people. That's fine. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> this is what I've always wanted to do. Mm. And I don't want to do fitness coaching anymore. So I ended up helping in June last year. So it's it's a freaking year now. Wow, it's Crazy. So in June, I had the conversation with my team um that we were going to shut everything down at the end of June and then in July I trained them all in the, like I I business coached them helped them set up their own businesses uh-huh. and uh since then I've only been offering life coaching
2: a year happy anniversary woohoo thank you
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's amazing yes. i love that i love that that's yeah i agree with you the you can work on sort of the window dressing all you want but if you don't get into the the brain and then sort of you know dig into that confidence piece so so that's such a we didn't do this on purpose but it's such a good segue into the next couple of questions and and you know without giving away your sort of trade secrets I'm not asking for that
3: Oh I um, look here's my opinion on yeah. that Okay um I give, I do give it all away. Oh, okay. Awesome. I tell everyone this stuff through my podcast and everything, and I share it on Instagram. The reason that somebody would hire me as their coach is not because, like, they don't have the answer. Same as like fitness coaching. It's because, look, I have my own coach. (laughs) Right. We all know (laughs) usually what to do, but we like sitting in, um, like uncertainty and going, I don't know, I don't have the answer, even though yeah. we probably do. Yeah. And having someone to work on it with us is so much more powerful. So, mm, yeah. I can give away all the traits. Right, it's not going to prevent anything. Awesome.
2: <laughs> that's, that's so true. That's such a good point. I appreciate that. So, the, the questions yeah. are really, again, for folks who are still, you know, they're listening to us, Alex, and hearing this transformation of this journey, but they still might not know. What what does that even look like? How to you know to use sort of a a coaching question like how are you showing up as a coach, right, Alex? And sort Mm. of like how are you showing up, and what does a session maybe look like, you know, with your clients, just to give an idea.
3: Um. Okay. I feel like there are like several questions. Yeah. Um, I did a. I stacked questions. Which one first? I know. I stacked Um, questions
2: on you there. Sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So. Um. The first, like the the last one that you asked, that's really easy. What does a session with me yeah. look like, right? Yeah. So The way I have a, the way I have set up my coaching business mm-hmm. is that I provide a six month program mm-hmm. where um, we work on confidence. And mm. so, when someone's signing up to work with me, they are committing to a six month journey to go from wherever they are right now in insecurity to confident mm. and. I picked six six months because after um, coaching and and having that experience and and coaching people through this, I figured out the sweet spot Mm -hmm. is six months because here's how it works. Like three months, I can teach everything and I can get somebody a very large transformation. Mm -hmm. But then life likes to punch (laughs) us in the face and kick (laughs) our ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And so the next 3 months we do a lot of like learning how to keep really solidifying these new mm-hmm. ways as as the new norm mm-hmm. and um so that it's actually solidified and and we're not going right back into the mm-hmm. old way.
2: Yeah. I love that. It's almost it sounds like I'm trying to think of a metaphor. It's almost like you're doing these rehearsals in the first 3 months. And then you have to be there for the dress rehearsal when like the dress is too long and you step on it and rip the side of it. Right. Like then you've got to sort of recalibrate. So, um, yeah, I love that you're you're in it with someone as they're sort of testing the waters with these new skills, which is great. So, yeah. So, again, and I'm going to ask you in a few minutes about some of the skills. But like when you say you're, you know, helping someone, supporting someone from a transformation from wherever they start, we'll call it insecurity just to pick a word to confidence. I know it looks different for everybody, but like, again, what does that look like? How are you showing up? Can you give an example of like Mm. question you might ask or like, what does that process look like for one of your clients?
3: Yeah. So if we boil, like, let's take the my definition of confidence. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think that would be the most helpful. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So Confidence to me is the ability to create our own calm Mm -hmm. in any circumstance.
1: Mm.
3: And it doesn't mean that we disconnect from our feelings. Mm -hmm. That's actually insecurity. Mm -hmm. It really means that we're sitting with them and we're able to experience them and go, oh my goodness, here, this is what it likes. This is what it feels like Mm -hmm. to just be terrified. This is what it feels like to be really, really disappointed. Hmm. This is what it feels like to be really, really full of joy. Hmm. And um, it's an ability to, to not abandon ourself anymore, but to really be present. Hmm. Um and only through that are we actually able to show up confident because the lack of confidence comes from thinking, oh my gosh, I ha- things have to go a certain way in order for me to be okay. Mm-hmm. And when we actually practice and become really familiar with experiencing all the feelings and, oh, things don't have to go any particular way, I can show up and I'll be okay, I'll get mm-hmm. through anything because I know how to do it, I've done it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was noticing. I loved. I feel like you're reframing this notion, this sort of Western, Westernized version of confidence, which is so centered in action and achievement, Uh, right? And I really appreciate that it's no, it's just learning to stay in whatever moment sort of emerges. And I'm sure. I wonder, like, how do your clients? I mean, obviously, they're coming to you. You know, they're sort of self-selecting, so perhaps they're, they're, they're all in, but I'm wondering yeah. like, what, what, what are their reactions when, cause cause talking about sitting in discomfort is one thing, but sitting in discomfort is a whole nother thing. <laughs> so like, what, what, what's that process like for your clients?
3: Well, I love to provide my clients with a really safe space to mm. just feel and mm. to sit with it and not make it a problem mm, yeah because if I as their coach show up to every session like oh you're you're feeling unhappy oh let's hurry up and fix that then yeah. that's not actually h- helping them and that's also not not showing them an example of what it's like to show up with confidence so mm. if, if I was actually doing the work to help them it would be showing up and be like what how are you feeling today great let's be with that and it's not a problem to be solved Mm. we can just experience it and we can also decide on purpose how do we want to experience it and what do we want do we want to do anything and Mm. if we do what um yeah so I think unattached is is a real good coaching word for yeah, how is. I have to show it up is. a lot.
2: Yeah, and I, I keep. It's funny that we started the conversation talking about you taking on and owning the Coach Alex Ray name because I think yeah. no surprise what you're doing with your clients is noticing and naming whatever comes up. Like you don't have to react mm-hmm. to it, but like just up there, it is. There's that thing. There's that feeling, and it's interesting yeah. that that's sort of a through line for you, this naming of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, so I wonder, and this, maybe this is like a, a softball sort of question, but you know, who do you think benefits from coaching? I mean, is it, you know, obviously you're working with a specific community, the LGBTQIA plus community, um, and as a gay woman myself, I, I've wrestled of course, and continue it's a work in progress to wrestle with my own confidence. But like, you know, there are folks, there are plenty of folks in our community who are fairly confident, or at least they, yeah. they, they perceive themselves as confident. So like, do those folks benefit also from your coaching? Like who's, who's benefiting?
3: The people that are benefiting are the people that know they want help. Mhm. If someone like, yeah, I could help someone. Like maybe somebody, mm, here's a better better way of saying it. Like maybe they do need what I have to offer. Mm. But if they're not ready to receive it, then mm -mm. (laughs) like, (laughs) and that's why I have a consultation beforehand. Mm. It's an opportunity for us to have a conversation and see where they're at. And like, do they really want this? Is this something that they want to commit to? Because it is a commitment. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are going to create a container for the next six months for you to go on this journey, but I don't do the work for you. I can't, I can't, Mm -hmm. no one can. Mm -hmm. And so if now's not the right time, that's okay.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So that first, that's interesting. So we've been talking about coaching sessions and you just said consultation. So in that consultation, are you sort of mining for, because the next question I was going to ask you about was sort of like, well, how do I select a coach and when is the right time? So are you trying to find, like, what is that process for you as the coach? Like, what are you looking for in your clients, I guess?
3: Yeah. So on a consultation, we go through like seven significant areas of Mm. life and we find out like on a scale of one to 10, how confident are Mm. you in this area? And what would it take to bring it from wherever you are to a 10? And then as the coach, I'm looking for um, a pattern between those Mm. and then finding, Oh, Hey, here's what I'm seeing now. As we like, did you realize between all these things, this is the main thread?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then um then we we're talking about okay, what's it, what's it gonna take? Here's my plan of what mm-hmm. I know as a coach with, with experience. This is what it's gonna take in order to to address that mm-hmm. and to get you to where you want to be. And do you actually wanna sign up for that? Because <laughs> Sometimes they do go, oh, like, I see it, but I also don't want to work on that. Yeah, I
2: don't (laughs) want to look at that right now.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but they never say that, right? Yeah. They don't ever say, they say, I can't afford this right now. Oh. mm. They say, six months is a long time. Mm. They say, I have to check with my spouse first to find Mm. out if this is okay for me to do. Oh, interesting. Like none of those are actually (laughs) the reason that someone does or does not sign up for coaching. It's always, are they ready to have this journey or not? Mm -hmm. Because you think about it, like money is not the reason someone does or doesn't do something. It's only because they're not ready. If you know, you're a parent, if your kid was hospitalized, you would find the money. That's
2: right. Not the money. That's right.
3: And You would not need to talk to your spouse to find out if they were okay with it or Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) You would be like, executive decision (laughs) made, we're doing it, (laughs) period, the end. And so it is almost the, I know a lot of people have a negative connotation around desperation, but I actually love that word. When we are desperate, when we're at rock bottom, mm-hmm. that's often the time that we're actually ready to have breakthrough. Yeah. And that's the reason I actually have desperation and breakthrough tattooed on my thighs. Oh, nice. Um, that Reminder. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's an interesting, like, that's a tough word, right? I see what you're saying though. Cause I, I have felt that to be true. You know, even if you're not desperate as sort of the, the sort of common definition of it in the pandemic. I have mm-hmm. felt that what moments like that seem to do is like, and we were, I know in class, we were talking about your inner voice and your mind. I feel like it sh- it like strips away all of the noise and like, maybe it like, I don't know, opens up a space for your inner voice to be like, you need this right now, <laughs> sign right. up. Right? Your mind is like finances, spouse, time, and your inner voice is like, just shut up. You need this, right? So it's, it's a, I think you're right. Those, those crisis sort of moments help us do that sometimes. So, um, that's really interesting. Alex, I'm wondering again, I guess I had two questions, so I'll do one at a time so that you don't have to decide which one to answer. Um, (laughs) for, for, for newer coaches who listen to the podcast or aspiring coaches, I think the money question is tricky.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: it sounds like you have to do a little bit of detective work when someone says, you know, it's it. I don't have the money, or it's too expensive. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, what do you do as a coach to sort of? I know you're so good at honoring and leaning in and listening to the person. So where do you find that balance of, look, I'm worth this amount. Trust me, and you need to just pay it to like. Okay, maybe this isn't right. Like, how do you handle those sorts of conversations with your client?
3: Hmm. So that's the only on a consultation, that's the only part of the call where I actually coach
1: Mm. leading
3: up to that. We're doing a lot of discovery work because a person's mind is not ready to receive coaching on their topic Mm. and also make a big life altering decision of (laughs) am I going to sign up? For an expensive six month journey yeah. that's going to change my whole freaking life and my brain is going to be <laughs> hurting the whole yeah. time. Right. Like, right. if we actually told people, if we actually start coaching in the beginning of a consultation, mm. we know what it's like as coaches to be also in that client chair of like, oh my God, my brain hurts. It's because I'm seeing things so differently. Yeah. That's not where you want your clients to be when they're on a consultation. So you want to be able to give them super. It should be very, very easy for them. The beginning, mm-hmm. not being coached. Mm. Then when we bring up the topic of money, that's usually where people will start to find the reason not to. And that's when we coach because we're coaching on the topic of, you know, What's really behind the yes or the no mm, so true. they say money, but there's a belief there, yeah, um and so i I then I start asking powerful questions. I start mm-hmm. asking coach like questions around the money. you know what is that? I don't have money okay, well what does that what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I've been able to find money in all sorts <laughs> of ways when I didn't think I could have it, right and <laughs> so have my clients
2: (laughs) (laughs) and people get
3: creative if they really want something yes you know yeah not that i'm not that this is the only way like i've i've gotten new business credit cards and pulled out like to to afford coaching before like i've found ways to come up with money i've had clients that have gotten money from family members or took a loan out or um pulled out of their 401k Or sold some things at Mm -hmm. home, or like, there's a million ways. Yeah. Or Or stop eating
2: out. Stop eating out every night, right? Or they stopped eating (laughs) out. Trade one. Or they went. Oh my god, I
3: actually have this giant savings account that I'm just (laughs) so afraid to use for anything. I actually do have the money. I just didn't want to use it on this. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would just expect I pretty much go into any call expecting that when we towards the end of the call start talking about money and signing up that they're Mm -hmm. gonna they're going to be a no and I'm just gonna show up curious about like why. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's 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 brilliant. And it it's so I'm still fairly new to the the coaching, like formal coaching. And I had a I had a first Um, meeting with a client last night, and I did some coaching with the person. um, Mm -hmm. And it's making me realize at the end of the session, I asked for sort of like feedback and takeaways. And she said, wow, that was amazing, but it was intense. And so Mm -hmm. as you're saying, maybe a consultation, I love that I wrote down the discovery work. I love that. That's like brilliant, Alex, to be thinking about discovery work. And then maybe just like small kernels of coaching in that first. Cause I can see where, um, just like in anything you need to shift your mindset and be ready to receive, right. Receive this, yeah. this sort of service. So I love, I love that. So, um, yeah. So I added a question. Well, I wanted to ask one more about the the sort of process. Cause you mentioned, so you mentioned, which I really appreciate. I mean, your, your coaching is, um, I don't know if it's unique to me. It seems unique in the sense that like oftentimes we're, we're being taught as coaches to sort of go where wh- whatever comes up for the client is sort of what you coach on that day. And I'm imagining you're doing that a little bit. And yet you're also talking about uh, endpoints, right? Like you're started here and I'm trying to get you here, you know, here might look differently, but it's a confident here, whatever that looks like for you. And so I'm wondering, knowing what we know about coaching, how do you balance showing up as a coach for that client and sort of in the service of what's here Mm -hmm. and in the service of this goal that you've agreed on together. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that?
3: That's a great question. (laughs) That's a really good one. Cause I have, I have improved at that a lot and I'm still continuing to work on it. Mm. Um, it's very easy to start slipping into here's where we're going and I gotta hurry up and get there. But the only reason that we do that is because we as the coach are showing up insecure thinking about this is for me and I need to I need my client to get a result so that I can believe in myself.
1: Mm,
2: oof. Can you say and that you, again? You got to say that again. That was like so powerful. Say that again.
3: <laughs> so we're thinking I need my client to get a result so that I can know that I'm enough.
2: Oh my goodness. I'm
3: a valuable coach that what mm. I have to offer is good, That yeah. I'll make it. Um, and you kind of asked us a little bit in the last question of like, how do we separate our personal worth? Right. And mm-hmm. And how does that not get wrapped up in it? And um, the fact of the matter is like we as coaches are as humans (laughs) are going to struggle with that for sure. And that's why doing our own work Mm. probably with another coach is very helpful so that we can actually um, really work on our own self-worth and our own uh, self-image. but then when we are showing up in our business, we really do, even though, like I said, we're still human, so we're never going to be perfect at this, but that's like, get out of your own head is what I <laughs> want to say. Sometimes <laughs> we are providing, a. if you need to think of it this way, what's helped me is I think of coaching as a product. Mm-hmm. Coaching helps me. It's helped me accomplish a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I'm providing a yes a service but if I think of it like it's a product like I don't know I wouldn't feel insecure at all about selling an expo marker <laughs> which is just what's here on my table like yeah, it writes mm-hmm. on whiteboards and it erases yep I am not thinking at all about my ability if I was selling somebody this thing mm-hmm. and so the same thing I do with coaching is like I know for sure that this is what helped me. Mm. So I know that this, what I'm selling, this service is capable of helping someone become confident. And then it's no longer about how I feel in the moment. I get to be fully human and feel insecure and feel all the feelings because I still feel insecure all the time. Mm -hmm. And I get to be worried and I get to think about, oh my gosh, what if I like you know uh what about my finances and everything but then i also get to show up and be like and here's just the product that i'm selling that has (laughs) nothing to do with me as a person
2: yeah which is hard to do i mean it's hard to do and that's why i love this idea of you know coaches having their own coaches for that reason i mean i feel like we we see that in other professions too, in, in counseling in particular, oftentimes are required to visit a therapist for lots of reasons, and I think part of it is learning that unattachment and that your self worth is not tied into like the service years you're providing to your clients, um, which is which is tricky. And again, it's not that it won't happen. It's the ability to in the moment notice and name it and be solid in your own confidence, right? To be able to, as you said, sort of be able to sit in that, right? And be okay with that. So um, that's really, you should bring that up at class tonight because that's a really powerful um, insight that you have for sure. I think a lot of people in class would go, oh, because I did. I was like, oh that explains like 99% of my reaction to like my coaching (laughs) is being so wrapped up in it so it's like that's why I have to keep doing my own work so it's all good yeah
3: and I think the most helpful thing when we see that is this it's funny because I was just on a coaching call before this receiving coaching Mm -hmm. and um I love what she called it. She's called it like our Britney moments. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Little Britney Spears. <laughs> and just noticing, like, that's my the most fun way for me to, mm. when I, because I love to go into shame. That's where my brain is so practiced at going. Yeah. And that's not helpful. So when we notice it, just go like, oops, there it is again. Or oops, I did it again. Yep. There it is. Yep. I'm thinking about me again, of course, because yep. I'm also a human. Yeah, No problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think finding that little tagline or sense of humor, because I can, you know, when, I, when I'm when i talking to a colleague or something, a, a trusted colleague, and I'll say, yeah, I could be swirling right now because I'm very close to being in a swirl, but I'm not, you know, like just being able to notice your old tendencies. And I think I wonder, um, you know, this would be another podcast, but I do wonder sometimes if the LGBTQIA plus Community. I know that, you know, different affinity groups have similar issues, but I do think gay people in particular, that shame feeling, unfortunately, comes pretty automatic
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: and is if you didn't have, you know, if you had sort of the typical experience of coming out, um, it just like facilitates all that shame very early on. So um, it's definitely yeah. one to wrestle with.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And that's where things like trauma responses start coming in where Mm -hmm. like we literally have the the circumstance shows up and our body is like and now I have to feel shame.
2: Yeah.
3: And we were Mm -hmm. because we've practiced it so often we're not usually aware of the thought that's actually triggering the feeling because mm-hmm. we don't even like, we skip over that step at mm-hmm. this point because it's so practiced.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brene Brown likes to say, um, I'm paraphrasing, but she talks about how shame loves the darkness, right? So the best thing you can do for your shame is to, to say, oops, there it is again, right? Like yes. I did it again and bringing yeah. a light to it to get rid of it. So, or to mitigate it. So that's, that's very cool. So I'm curious, this is more of a curious, well, all of it's been curiosity, but when I added this question, I was like, Ooh, I'm just really curious to hear what he'll say. So that is, what's your favorite coaching skill?
3: Oh, intuition.
2: Oh, so can you unpack that a little bit for the audience?
3: Yeah. So, um, growing up in a very conservative, uh, Christian environment, Mm. I, had associated as a kid that the urges that came to me that now as an adult I understand as intuition but as a kid I was like oh that's sin mm. or that's evil or that's demonic and um, I've had a strong intuition since I was a kid I've like predicted things but I was terrified to say anything about mm. it but like bad things happening. Like I knew in advance, I had just Mm -hmm. had this weird inkling and then it would happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then also with like positive things too, sometimes I think, but I really, really, really shut off from it. And one of the things that's been so fun in our coaching class together is that, Intuition is one of the skills that we practice. Mm. And I started paying attention to it a lot more. And then also like doing a little research online, like, how do I know that it's my intuition? And I was like, wait a minute. That feeling is the intuition? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> It's I've been, been there
2: been, what, all along. It's been there all <laughs>
3: along. But I thought something I thought something was bad about yeah, it. And so I yeah. like ignored it. And so it's kind of like I imagine it's this, it's this little like voice that has it's very hungry, it's very starved. So it's pretty it has been very weak.
1: Mm.
3: But when I started feeding it through the last several months in our class, mm. um it's grown stronger and stronger and stronger. And mm. it's funny, like maybe three weeks after we started two or three weeks after we started doing work on it um my own intuition has always come at from my throat it's always been like a a, an urge to say something Mm -hmm. and I was in a session with a client and I had this image appear in my mind of like looking up at the corner of a building and the sky and I was like that's weird I don't know what that is And I ignored it and we were working on something and fairly heavy from that. She was kind of pulling from her past to um, think about. And I, the image kept coming up in my mind and I was like, I don't know (laughs) if this means anything to you. Um, I just, I'm just curious, is there a building in this, I was so timid about it. Yeah. And she immediately was like, oh, my God. Yeah. My most significant memory from this time frame was New York City. And she starts going on. About oh, my
2: that. gosh. That's amazing. And
3: I was like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I think even for those who don't think that they're an intuitive person, I would really question you. I think all of us are more intuitive than we think we are. Mm -hmm. And we've just shut it off for so long, Mm -hmm. whether it be from a religious experience like I had or just society in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And wherever you are, the more that you feed it, the stronger it grows. And in my experience, it has grown very quickly, very fast.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's amazing. I think it has a lot to do with like trusting yourself, right? Like you sort of ignore, ignore, or push it down or, and then you get those external signals that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't waste time on that. You know, it's like, what's the concrete thing here? Not this sort of, you know, ephemeral sort of intangible thing. So, um, Yeah. yeah, I had somebody tell me, um, a bit ago that they thought that this idea of intuition was like my superpower. Cause I feel like I feel similarly that like, you know, I I don't always say I'm pretty, I'm pretty quiet, but I observe a lot. And mm-hmm. I can sort of in my brain, sort of like what you were saying, I'd be like, yep, here, here comes that. And then sure enough, you know, here comes that thing. So um, yeah, I get that. And I I have appreciated our classes when our instructors were talking about intuition being important. I was like, oh. Maybe I can. Maybe there's something I can leverage here. Nice. Yes. So it's kind of fun for sure. All right. So I asked you about your favorite coaching skill, and you've admitted that you're, you know, continuing to do your own work. So I'm wondering, what do you think's the hardest part about coaching?
3: Unattachment, for
2: Mm, sure.
1: Yeah. No
3: hesitation there. It's still, um. The, the thing, it's really funny because I think the things that we have the most struggle with, we also are the best at teaching because mm. they keep coming up for us. Yeah. Um, in my personal life, I tend to be very focused on progress, accomplishment. I'm looking to cross the finish line in order to feel Mm
1: -hmm.
3: better and i know that and that's what i'm always working on it's like (laughs) the opposite of what i teach my clients right which is great because when we're talking i'm like oh don't worry i know (laughs) been there done that still do it yeah and uh so being unattached when when just even living my personal life and going hey it doesn't have to happen in the exact timing that I want and everything. And it's just, this is that thing that I do. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just observing it. And then taking that also into coaching and going, Oh, there's a, it's just coming up again. I'm sort of rushing this client a little bit Mm -hmm. and my conscious brain wants to tell me that's the right thing to do but then i'm realizing wait a minute that's out of fear go back alex go back and just like let it happen and mm. it's perfect timing and so it is it is very uncomfortable i don't mm-hmm. think it ever will be comfortable but the thing <laughs> is it's when we recognize that and we're just like i've signed up for uncomfortable yep <laughs> it's it so much easier
2: it does it ends up making it i love what you were describing about the sort of achievement and accomplishment Because I think the irony of what you were just describing, at least in my view, is that you're able to say to the client, yep, I know exactly what that's like. So if our audience is paying attention, the irony is that, Alex, your your willingness to be vulnerable and admit mistakes Mm -hmm. actually gives you more credibility than any accomplishment ever could.
3: Oh, that is so true.
2: Right? Like, yeah. just being able, I mean, because I have to, I do that with my, I don't have to, but I choose to do that with my students all the time when they're res- wrestling with their own imposter syndrome. I'm like, look, I have a PhD. I've done this. I just published this. And I have imposter syndrome all the time. And they're like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, and like <laughs> that, like t- admitting that is way better than like anything I have hanging on my wall. Right? Like. <laughs> That's yes. like the universe's cruel joke for human beings. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the accomplishments don't matter folks. It's like being vulnerable with each other is what matters. So I just yeah. love that you, and I'm sure your clients ap- appreciate that. Cause you're, you're, they're wrestling with some serious discomfort in your sessions. I am certain. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, well, Alex, this is, I want to, we're getting close to time. So I want to be really respectful. Um, Something I always like to ask um, people who come on my podcast is there is that is there anything else that we didn't cover today that you'd love to share with the audience?
3: Well, if they want the three steps to confidence, we yeah. Oh,
2: okay. yeah. Everybody pick up a pen and pencil. <laughs> pay attention.
3: <laughs> They're so complicated.: <laughs> No one wants a complicated process.: No. That's if you can't boil it down so the three-year-old can understand it, then then there needs to be some more boiling down. <laughs> yeah,
2: totally, totally agree. <laughs>
3: so the three the three steps to confidence are first, be willing to be uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. No, there it is. There it is. Um, the second one is to take action mm. towards that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Right, not just Okay, yeah, I'm glad to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to go sit here and and eat cookies on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) So be willing and be willing to to be uncomfortable. Go take action towards it, and then the last one is to have your own back. Hmm. And what that means is instead of it's it's not defensive. It's Mm -hmm. not, let me put on my boxing gloves and um, protect. It's Mm. more, I'm here for me, no matter how this goes. Mm. And that means if it goes really poorly and I notice myself going back into that shame cycle, I don't start shaming myself for shaming myself. Oh, yes. (laughs) I sit there and I go, oh, hey, I got you, buddy. Oh yeah, here it is. We're 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 just doing that again. It's okay. Mm. I got you. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's sit here. Let's be with each other. Mm. And that kind of just sitting with our inner child totally changes everything. And um, again, all of this at, at its simplest confidence is the ability to create your own calm in any circumstance. And if you know that discomfort is not a problem, mm. you keep moving towards it and you keep having your own back, then there you go. You're going to always be able to access calm within any it can be as crazy as you want. Mm,
2: and it will be. <laughs> and it will be. <laughs> and it will be. You can that's one thing I you can just, be certain of.
3: <laughs> just had some real, real wild family stuff come up um yeah. over the weekend. And um yeah, it was like Oh, my gosh. And what I'm noticing, like, looking back on it, I'm like, I didn't think about it in the moment, because now it's my new practice way of acting, mm. but I literally did follow those steps. Nice. Um, and here, like, <laughs> so much better than it would have ever gone otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: amazing. Well, I don't want to give a shameless plug, but it sounds to me, Alex, that we need to be pairing up for when my book comes out, because I feel like yes. so much of what's in my book is what you're talking about this. Like, cause I talk a lot about noticing naming and navigating like this discomfort that we're, that we're mm. speaking of. So I mean, to me, that's the, that's the key to everything. If you can like figure out how to just sit in discomfort, you've won half the battle, like you're halfway there. So I love that you're talking about this. So I would love um, if you're, if you're willing to, I would like to hear like the name of your podcast. So audience can check it out. And also if you want to share your, I know you have a website, like what's the website so folks can find you.
3: Of course. Yeah. So my podcast is called the queer confidence podcast.
2: Mm. Is it once a week, every month? What is it? What's the cadence?
3: It's once a week. Okay. Um, every Thursday an episode comes out. Cool. But in May and June, I have a bonus series that has been coming out on Mondays. So everyone's gotten actually two a
2: week. Ooh, look at you. You're working overtime. Working overtime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Cool.
3: Um your website. And my website is Coach Alex Ray. Okay. Very simple. Instagram and Facebook are also Coach Alex Ray.
2: Easy to remember. That name has stuck with you and followed you everywhere. So it has. Awesome. (laughs) Well, look, Alex, Coach Alex. It has been my absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, and um, you can come back anytime you want to come back and have a conversation about coaching or anything else. So, um, thank you so much for coming today.
3: Well, thank you, Carrie. It's been an absolute joy to be here. I really appreciate you having me.
2: Yeah, anytime seriously so everybody thank you so much for listening please check out alex's podcast and his website um he is a wonderful human being and you'd be smart to check out his resources and maybe get some coaching from him so thanks everybody this has been another episode of tell me this and i'm your host carrie Borkowski. take care your last year someday
1: so change